Well, as as the, as we saw, children really are paying the heaviest price for for this conflict and uh, this escalation. So far, over three thousand five hundred children have been killed, and over six thousand eight hundred have been injured on different levels of injury. These numbers shouldn't pass by as any other number because these are not just numbers. These are kids, children who lost their dreams, lost their futures, and thousands killed shouldn't be a normal thing. Now, as as we can see, some aid is coming in, but it's not enough for the children of, of Gaza and for the needs. It's just a drop in the ocean of massive, massive and immediate needs that uh, the children and their families have now in, in the Gaza Strip. Mainly, water is scarce, uh, clean water, and uh, so many families are faced with, uh, with no choice but to provide unclean water, salt water, to the children. And we've heard that uh, firsthand from our colleagues in the Gaza Strip. And uh, now our one of our colleagues reported that her children uh, who've been um, drinking that salty water for over 10 days now um, have uh, developed symptoms of uh, dehydration and they, now they have diarrhea. The children are really facing the worst of times in Gaza. Whatever aid is being delivered is not enough. And that's a call to uh, one ceasefire, of course, but also to open uh, all uh, crossings into Gaza and allow all aid uh, to to go in. Uh, Also to uh, guarantee the protection of these aid uh, supplies and the protection of aid workers on the ground to be able to reach all children uh, wherever they are in the the Gaza Strip. Uh, Speaking of water, infant deaths uh, due to the hydration are... A, a growing threat. That's also according to UNICEF, and you just mentioned that. Tell us about UNICEF efforts to provide water to the people since, in Gaza. Since the beginning of the escalation, UNICEF uh, mobilized all its prepositions uh, stored supplies, including water, to uh, respond to the needs. Uh, also uh, mobilized basic materials for uh, the UNICEF-supported desalination plant uh, in Gaza. Unfortunately, after three weeks, all our supplies are depleted. We don't have anything from within Gaza, but through the cross-borders aid that has been coming in, we've mobilized uh, water and uh, water purification uh, tablets. Unfortunately, what has been, again, what has been provided so far is just a drop in the ocean of the needs. Now, um, children everywhere, including infants, face the risk of of dehydration and uh, ultimately death. In addition to the water problem, there's the health systems that is overly crowded and uh, the health workers and health systems are struggling to face and to meet all the needs uh, out there, especially with the lack of electricity coming in, the the electricity cuts, and the lack of fuel. And that's a very important thing to get uh, through with the aid uh, from outside of Gaza because this fuel is becoming the lifeline for, for civilians and children in Gaza, especially for health facilities, because without the electricity that they usually have, they need the fuel to run the generators and to be able to operate. And this is really getting, this is really running out. Some children, some infants are on ventilators and neonatal wards, and these children can't afford a couple of minutes or a few minutes without electricity, because that means that they don't have the, the oxygen that they need to breathe. So, uh, yeah, the situation is is beyond dire. It's horrific what's what's happening in Gaza right now. Any updates from uh, Rafah crossing? Does UNICEF 
have anything coming through uh, Rafa Crossing these days, today, this week? Yes, uh, we've been getting some uh, of our aid uh, inside. Uh, there has been over around 20 trucks coming in uh, in the past uh, week or so. But again, all that we are providing is just a drop in the ocean because before the escalation, uh, there were uh, over 450 trucks coming daily through the Rafah uh, crossing. Now, what we have now is around 20 a day. That's uh, what we can get in. The need now is uh, to, to meet the emergency is around 100 at least to get the aid inside. So we need to uh, act and act quickly to get more inside and uh, also to get uh, all the aid inside without uh, uh, any obstacles. Also, according to UNICEF, uh, almost every child in Gaza Strip has been exposed to the consequences of the current situation. UNICEF has been uh, calling for ceasefire and humanitarian access. What measures are UNICEF and its partners are taking to ensure that parties heed these calls? So um, on on the impact uh, side, yes, all the children have been exposed to the impacts of this uh, escalation. Uh, We're talking about children witnessing their parents, their families, their sisters and brothers being killed in front of them, their houses, their communities disappearing uh, in in a split second. Um, This has a big toll on their emotional, psychological and uh, mental health and well-being. So uh, these scars can last a lifetime and uh, it's really important to safeguard them and give them the protection that they they need. That's why in the lack of ceasefire, it's really important to uphold international humanitarian law and avoid and protect children uh, and the uh, infrastructures, the civilian infrastructures that they depend on uh, in terms of hospitals, schools, but even uh, wash uh, or water uh, networks and uh, such. So, so far, we, we've been uh, able to provide some kind of uh, psychosocial support and mental health support to children. We have, uh, we have done that in the f- since the beginning of the escalation, but also we have hotlines for those who can actually access those, those hotlines. But the solution really is to stop the violence, because as long as the violence continues, we are risking more and more uh, children to be exposed to more horror and really ugly rea- realities on the ground.